so I went running this morning and um, I thought I was going super slow uh, towards the end because I was I was kind of I was breathing real hard and my legs felt super tired um, but my pace was a lot better than I thought it was um, and it's so it's so hilly here that when I'm like done after running up like this one hill section I, I want to stop so bad and I didn't which I was I was proud of but yeah um I ended up going 635 um a mile for four miles and uh, the pace was really even like my splits were 636 633 640 and 628 and I was extremely surprised when I saw that, when I checked my phone afterwards, because I did not think I was doing that well. God damn. But yeah, I was, I was, I was super, I was super happy with that. Um, but now my legs are fucking sore. I, I, when I came back home, I, 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 uh, I took a nap, then I woke up, and now my legs are just tight. And... Definitely going to do, like, stretches or whatever later on just to loosen up a bit. Because I didn't even do, I didn't even run it all yesterday. Um, yeah, all I did was uh, core, a little core workout and some upper body stuff. Nothing crazy. But... Yeah, super super happy with uh with the the pace I can go now for for a pretty good period of time, and I love watching um track track runners run uh, as well uh more so the distance guys because they have to stay smooth for a long period of time, and they really do are the most efficient in terms of how. Uh, how they breathe and like when they're running and um, not wasting movement. Uh, definitely on like long runs and pretty much every time they go do any workout because that's all they do. Um, it's just run uh, for long distances. So they're literally used to um, just running in the most efficient way. And um not wasting any energy. Uh, it's the biggest thing. But yeah, love love watching marathon runners and yeah, distance runners. Because that that is, I think that's one of the hardest physical physical things to do, especially like marathons or anything, half marathon, those longer distance events where these guys are going like four like. Uh, I don't even know. Four minute thirty pit uh four minute thirty seconds, that's the pace for uh for like a a marathon, I think. Um and yeah, they have to keep that up for twenty, twenty six, twenty six miles. So um it's definitely there's definitely a, a point where they're they're in pain and they have to keep going at the same pace, which is just insane to me. It's mind-boggling. It's like a, 
kind I I like to call them that they're in terms of how they breathe compare them to you know fish like like fish in the sea like that's how that's how elite runners are um with with you know breathing air because they're they're definitely built to um to breathe in the most efficient way if that makes any sense that's why they're so, like they're so skinny but you know they're all muscle um there's no there's no fat there's no extra fat on them where uh yeah there's no extra fat that's that's not necessary to like there's there's just uh completely built um for those long distance runs and humans are actually um the best distance runners in terms of species which um makes sense i guess because most you know most animals um if don't need to don't need to run long distances or do anything like that like it doesn't make any sense for when they need food or um just surviving uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for them to to need that capacity to go long distances only it's only humans that have uh, made it a, made it a sport a real sport to um to run for long distances uh so yeah my favorite my favorite animal is a cheetah it, well it still is a cheetah just because it's fast when i was a kid that was my favorite animal just because it's the fastest land animal ever um and uh they run i think they 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 can run very fast for a short period of time but then they're they're beat afterwards which is why uh gazelles and those yeah, deer, deer animals, whatever, uh, they they can uh, get away from cheetahs after, after that first uh, couple of seconds because they they'll just stop running. They'll be like, oh, forget it, I'm not catching them because they don't have that stamina. Oh my gosh, I'm watching I'm watching a uh, Anderson Silva versus Michael Bisping right now, and he uh and it's round two, and he just. Uh, he, uh, Bisping just tagged Anderson and, and sent him on the ground because I don't know. He, Anderson's kind of fucking around too much. He, like the first two rounds, um, he's, he's been like taunting and like, uh, entertaining the crowd a bit, but he hasn't done anything. Like, uh, Michael's really making him uncomfortable in this fight. <laughs> Yeah, Michael definitely won those first two rounds. The first one wasn't really much of a uh, much of a round. It was, I mean, much. There wasn't much uh, strikes going on. They, they were kind of feeling each other out. Oh my goodness, good left. They just showed the replay. He caught him with a, a little short left, right on right on the chin, right on the button, like Joe Rogan says, right on the right on the button. Damn. He's so aware though. As soon as he got knocked down, like he fell on his ass, and then he put and then he uh, put his right foot up to kick, like to kick Michael back to, um, hit him back. And I think that that, that definitely woke him up a bit, because um, this third round's just starting and he's he looks a lot more locked in.
Fighting is so tough. I love it. And I, I, I like the footwork is, um, it's so important because you don't want to be too wide and you don't want to be too tight. Like you need, um, you want, you want the, that proper distance of like your feet. So, so you can, you know, throw punches, right. Throw kicks, right. Or anything. Boxing is, is simpler in the sense you're only worried about punching and those guys just generate so much power because that's all they're doing. They're just throwing hands. Um, but UFC is, is you got to watch out for a lot of um, different aspects like takedowns or kicks like and yeah and elbows there's a there's a lot that can go on in the UFC and I've seen it multiple times where they kick the lead leg um, and the, the guy cannot walk afterwards because they just don't check the the kick so. You have to be, you just have to be so alert. It's, it's kind of crazy. Because you think you could take, like, you could take them. And then once it starts adding up, you're like, oh, man, I can't walk on this leg. Which is, uh, which is pretty exciting for the viewers, uh, if anything. Like, you don't, you don't know what's, uh, what each person is thinking going into it. And then, um, you kind of see that you kind of just um, you're watching both of the fighters kind of adjust to each other in real time when they're fighting. They can prepare as much as they want to for the training camp, but it's very uh, these guys are making adjustments on the fly um, in every fight uh, because the, the they might the other guy might be doing something different. So it's really it's really interesting. It's just really interesting because these guys are. Um, they're just throwing feints or moving their head, you know, they're, they're, they're just trying to feel out what the other guy's doing and when, and it's, and the best part is when, um, the one, the one has to is just completely dominating the other and they've kind of got them figured out. Like they, they got their timing down and their rhythm down and they just, they're just having, they're just enjoying themselves fighting. And it's, and it's such a cool thing to see because it's, it's like in those, in those movies, you know, with Jackie Chan or any of those uh, kung fu movies like he, the the main the protagonist is three steps ahead of everyone you know you can um no 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 one's no one's going to touch the dude um and i love fighters like that muhammad ali uh, anderson silva uh when he was like the uh bar none best fighter in the ufc conor mcgregor you know those that that kung that that kung fu type style or that um that hit and don't get hit um style like i love the i like the don't get me wrong i like people with a lot of power and all that stuff but it's uh, i think it's so much cooler to watch watch guys who who are really who use their defense to to um to push their offense um even farther because it just may it just looks it makes a better fight um uh, for me personally it just makes it a lot more entertaining yeah it just makes it more entertaining which uh, i like a lot that's what that's honestly what got me into uh combat sports uh 100 um like those those guys for sure those those guys that that wouldn't get hit um 
and and use their defense as their offense. They counter, um, and they just they just discourage the their opponent their opponent from trying to throw anything because they don't they don't they they know they're gonna miss and get popped with two two shots for for just uh, attempting to try to hit them. But I I remember. The first time I watched a boxing match was was KSI versus Joe Weller when they started the whole YouTube uh, YouTube boxer thing. Oh my god, oh, he just fucking need him. Um, and I wanted KSI to win so bad because I I remember seeing the the press conference um, um beforehand, you know, like they um with the weigh-ins and then they do the interviews where the guys just talk trash to each other. So yeah, during that press conference, Joe, Joe just came, seemed like a prick. And, and I, I was a big, I'm a big fan of KSI. Um, so that I was honestly, um, on his side the whole time, but he kind of shoved him during the, during the interview. Um, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to beat him so bad and all this stuff, like, you know, regular trash talk. Uh, so I couldn't wait for the fight, and it was free, uh, which was cool. They just streamed it on YouTube, and um, I was so hyped when uh, when when uh, KSI started winning uh, the later rounds, and he 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 would eventually win by TKO, because um, Joe was bleeding bad when he started bleeding. Like he just started eating shots. Like uh, Joe Joe was Joe was, uh, Joe was was not okay. He was not doing well. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, that was, that was what got me into, uh, into, into combat sports at first. And then I saw the Joe Vincent, uh, videos, uh, Joseph Vincent videos on YouTube. Um, and it's just a channel where he, he basically does documentaries on mostly fighters. So, uh, the first one I remember seeing was a Manny Pacquiao one. And then that's what really got me into all these uh, fighters and everything. Um, there's, um, there's, my favorites were Habib, uh, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather too. The, the ones where um, they'd show like just how, um, the ones with the best training scenes to me, those were those were always my favorite ones. And uh, yeah, Floyd, Manny, and Habib were all insane in terms of their work ethic. Like when they were training, um, they 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 train so hard, and it's uh, it makes a lot of sense why they're so uh, they're so dominant in their sport, uh, especially Manny with his style, because he just does not stop. He's got so much energy. Uh, during uh, he had so much energy during his fights, and he just would not uh, uh, stay off of you for more than two seconds. And he had so much power. That was the other thing that stood out to me. He had so much power because, like, you see the way this guy's was, like uh, heads would be pushed back, and uh, how much he could generate with like like a jab or yeah, just um, something that shouldn't have that like. So that shouldn't generate that much power, um, but yeah, uh, those those videos got me into got me really into boxing, especially. And then um, I kind of 
uh, got into MMA and all that other stuff afterwards, but those are the first ones, uh, first instances I remember of getting into that. And Floyd's another guy. Floyd's another guy too. Like he does, he he doesn't get hit, and he just outboxes you. Like he's not gonna fight you. He's just gonna outbox you because he's better. And he's fat. And he's so fast, dude. Like, um, like that's that's really crazy. Cause he he's um when he got older too. Like you'd think he'd get a little bit slower, but I, I feel like every time he's fought someone, he's been he's been pretty quick. Like pretty much, he's had quicker hand speed than the other dude, and he just stays poised and does his thing that's why he's that's why he's still undefeated to this day um but i respect the and like the brawlers or whoever like the guys who like to be in that um in that end fight type thing and get close and just you know i'm gonna out punch you i'm not gonna get tired yeah juan manuel marquez um i know he's a great counter puncher uh, there's also Marcos Maidana. Uh, I'm blanking right now. But yeah, those 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 uh Miguel Cotto. Um yeah, those infighters are 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 very like are very tough. Like they they do not give up um ever. because uh, that's their that's their bread and butter. Like I need to get in close so I can get some good shots in. I'm gonna eat like they're, they're already like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat one or two, but I'm going to come back with a good counter, with a counter punch, um, and I'll be ready for it. Uh, so that, that's, that could be a bad thing with those guys that don't like to get hit. If they do take a good shot, that could really, um, knock them, uh, off their perch and like kind of, uh, cause them to lose some composure. Uh, so, so in a way, Floyd has to be so sharp the whole time. And those guys that uh, they can't like that they can't get hit with a big shot at any point, because it might it might just send them, it might hurt, hurt like tag them pretty good, and they don't know that. But also they like uh, Muhammad Ali had a granite chin. So he could take he could take some hits, um, and he was fine, but. To best to best utilize their style, they don't want to get hit at all. Like that's yeah, that's not what that's not what they want to do. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I feel I really do feel like uh, they have to be more. They they are more alert in that sense. Like they don't want to get hit. Like the the other that other type of fighter, the end fighter. He, He's probably got his, he's bracing himself to get hit every time. Not every time, but, you know, bracing himself to get hit because he's, he's, he's thinking about that shot. He's going to get on him, uh, that he's going to get that shot right back or those two, those two counter punches back right back or more, whatever it may be. So, yeah, but footwork is so important, dude. Like it's with the pros, it's, um, I, I definitely, I bet it's not even, uh, they're, they're not even thinking about it. They just, they just move, um, naturally, of course, but if your feet are too wide or if you're too close, you can't generate the power you want to out of, out of punching or kicking, like I said before.
But yeah, I, I think that's why boxing is a bit um, easier because you're only worried about your hands. And um, us, even now, Anderson Silva started doing exhibition boxing exhibitions, and he's really good. Like he's uh, he picked it up for real fast, which makes sense because um, UFC had to account for so many other things. But boxing, he's just worried about his hands. And he's already got that movement from the UFC. Um, so that's just one example of how uh, footwork, footwork, uh, starting with footwork from UFC can translate uh, very well to boxing because you don't have to worry about as much things flying around. No elbows, no, no knees, no, no feet, no shins, none of that. Just, just hands um, and just generating generating power through your hips and all that good stuff but yeah i'm watching the marcus uh maidana floyd fight right now and Mar marcus is all over him you know he's like he's in there um He's kind of he's, he's he's giving him he's giving him a heart he's smothering Floyd he's smothering Floyd like he uh yeah Floyd can Floyd Floyd can eat some shots but um yeah I I can see him get I can see him getting a little frustrated because uh, Marcos won't won't stop stepping stepping forward he just he just keeps stepping forward like Floyd's yeah Floyd's like get yeah Floyd's just like throwing jot like throwing a lot more right now. Uh, it's round three. Uh, it's almost over. It's 40 seconds left. But, yeah, Floyd's kind of uh, established. Yeah, he's not going to stop stepping forward. I got to keep throwing stuff. Yep, Marco's got him on the ropes again. He's just throwing, like, some little hooks and uh, overhands, but nothing, nothing that that'll do that much of damage from that short of a distance. Yeah, Floyd's just chilling. Um, I think he's taking these couple rounds off because he wants to let Marcos tire himself out, and then later on he's gonna he's gonna turn it up in terms of uh, not letting him get too close and all that stuff. But yeah. Distance, uh, runners look so slow. Like when uh, if you're watching them on TV with track events, like they are moving really fast. But uh, I think it's just the scale of uh, the whole uh, event. You know, um, the the stadium, the track. The size, the, the the pure size, I it kind of, uh, it's like an optical illusion because they, they look like they're jogging, which they I guess they are, but they they're moving so fast, like um, with the five thousand meter and the ten thousand meter, um, it honestly looks like they're they yeah they're just on a on a on a light jog for the most part, 
even when I watch the 400 meter um, and I see the start and yeah, the start for like most sprinting events of that, that matter, except a hundred when it's at that curve. Um, yeah, that curvature, it's, uh, it just looks slower to me. It looks like they're not starting that fast uh, um, at all. And I think it's, it definitely is the TV. It's like when you, when I, when I was in track in high school, um, and you see a first person, like these guys are moving, but it's, it's, yeah, it's not like that in TV, which is kind of weird to me because, uh, yeah, you wouldn't think it'd be, it looked that different, but I guess it does. And I ordered, I ordered these shorts, these track shorts in a size small and they're like, they're, they're tight, you know, like skin, like skin tight. Um, and they just, they kind of ride, they kind of ride up, but they're not that uncomfortable, but, um, yeah, I can, I can only wear them <laughs> for when I'm running like long distances because, uh, I, they're, they're just a bit too short for, you know, wearing casually. Um, but yeah, they feel great though. Other than that, like they, they feel, they feel awesome. Um, like, like snug in a good way, but yeah uh next in hindsight should have should have went with medium but still fit nonetheless so i'm um, i'm okay with that regardless <sighs> now i'm watching um 20 London 2012, 5,000 meters. Um, and they're cutting in between the race and uh, the guy's throwing a javelin. And I think this dude from Trinidad and Tobago must have gotten in first or something. Yeah, because it was only the second, his second try or something. Yeah, but... Um, Yeah, he yeah he just threw some, uh, the new best, uh, distance, for the event. I'm pretty sure. Good lord. Long jumpers, I mean high jumpers too, are so are super cool to me. They got they just they they got super long legs. They're super skinny, um, and they're just springy, dude. They they like I love that. Um, I I honestly wish uh, I was I was more uh built like that because like i can run like i can jump high i guess but it, it feels more i feel like i have to put more uh, effort than than someone who's built more ideally if that makes any sense to jump but and i'm also i'm also 5'8 so I, um i would play basketball so i'd like to dunk but uh it's uh I, I gotta have a vertical that's pretty pretty up there, and that's that's my only that's my only measuring stick for for my vertical when I like try to touch a rim or anything. And I can touch the rim, but I I, I haven't been yeah I've never gone close to dunking. Um, but I heard jumping rope and all that stuff helps. Um, I've never I've never bothered to get a jump rope. Cause it, it's not really that important to me. I still like playing basketball. I still like playing doing whatever honestly what i want to play more is tennis 
because I have not played that in a hot minute. And I would love to honestly hit 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 a tennis ball against the wall for like like literally thirty minutes and um literally just see myself improve uh whatever I'm like working on and just getting those reps of constantly just getting hitting the ball um and having the ball come back at you in different yeah different uh in different areas uh so yeah that would, that would definitely be very cool my high school has uh, a little wall in the tennis court where you can just practice that and like hit against it to yourself so i'd love to try that that'd be super cool What else do I want? I also want to skateboard. Learn, like, learn, learn how to skateboard. But my board, I, I need new bearings on my wheels because the, the my, my board right now, it doesn't roll. Like, like the wheels are, just, they, they roll for, like, less than two seconds. Um, and then it's just, they just stop. Like, just come to a complete stop. So I, I, apparently I need new bearings because someone I was talking to, uh, a couple months back uh, about skateboarding as well. Um, I was telling them also, like, like my board wasn't rolling, so I just, uh, that's what I told them, and they said, yeah, that means, that just means you need new bearings, so I need, I need to do that, but yeah. So tennis, tennis, skateboarding, and then running, of course. But that's that's easy. I could do that anywhere. Honestly, I can't wait to go home because it's so hilly here, and I can't. I, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over it. Like Jesus Christ. Like um. I thought I would I was going at least six miles today with the route I was taking, but I guess that that just that only goes to like to to four miles or a little bit above that, because that's what it ended up being. So. Yeah, I know. I'm just now. I'm just thinking in my head how how do I get that to six miles? But yeah, it. I honestly, it'd be the simplest to just run two laps through another route I take, which is not even hilly at all. But there is a hill, but it's not 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 horrible. Yeah, I might have to just do that. I hate that though. I like doing like a su I'd rather do a like a super long path and then end up back at my house. I, I don't want to do two laps around around somewhere. Like that that's the scale would just feel to me like I'd be going I'd be going a marathon. Uh that's what I'd be telling myself in my head. I'd be fine, but oh my goodness gracious. I, I just I'm gonna have a tough time with that. Um, the first time, <laughs> once I do it, once I do it once, I'm like, okay, stop being a bitch. You can do it. You can do it the rest of the, you can do, you can do this as a workout. You, you've done it before. So yeah, but I, I just love distance runners. Like those guys are, those guys are so resilient to me. Like they're just, yeah, they're just built different. Like you gotta be a, you gotta be a dog to do that shit. And then ultra marathon runners, you know, like David Goggins, those guys. Um, yeah, David Goggins, one person, those guys. Um, 
ultra marathon runners are are not human are literally not human they they they, they kind of uh, they they they're at the point where they can mentally push themselves to do anything i think because if you could do that if you can do that stuff like 100 miles uh for a race uh you you, you can really do anything you can literally do anything because you you got to a point where it is just mental. Like this is mental. I can push through it. This this shit is mental. I don't I don't need uh, I don't need to I don't need like uh take a break. I don't need to um to take it easy because I feel a certain type of way. No, it's 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 all mental. Yeah, you can you can they those guys can push through through whatever's in front of them. Um and I, uh, that's a that's a very that's a it's an amazing quality to have um, in terms of just uh, life because you honestly will um, have the resolve to do anything you want to do at that point I feel like so yeah those guys are those guys are insane and then you see some athletes who are just like brats uh, I think I talked about him yesterday but Ben Simmons you know he's a he's He's, he's just he hates being told how bad he's how bad he's doing or having any criticism on him. So he's like he was like this season like yeah I'm just not gonna play, and he didn't and he still got paid. So um, James Harden as well. I think he he, he definitely uh, decides when he feels like I want to play like an MVP, and he decides when he doesn't. He doesn't want to do that, and we've seen both. Especially as a Sixers fan, but yeah, I'm only thinking of basketball players. Even even Neymar, um, this in general, he he's kind of a brat because yes, he okay, he gets fouled, he gets fouled a lot, like he gets fouled a lot, especially in PSG. But um, just the way he plays and like the way he does certain things, it it kind of comes off as if uh he he thinks he deserves everything positive he gets and he doesn't deserve any of the negatives that come this come along with uh, daily like your, a daily routine or something I, that's that's what he comes off as to me just from from the tv he he likes to he likes to victimize himself yeah that's what i think but um I think as he's gotten older, I feel like he's he's been a lot, a lot more uh, chill, and just enjoying himself. Cause um, I know against Madrid uh, when they when they lost, uh, yeah, that's se- yeah, that second leg uh, at Madrid away. Um, Neymar wasn't great at first, and he really wasn't much of a factor for the most of that game but uh he definitely doesn't uh buy into what the media is saying as much as he used to and even even uh, a couple years earlier he'd only say a a few things when he was interviewed like uh people don't really know what's going on and stuff like that like just um just appearing extremely frustrated with with all the outside voices and all that stuff. And it's, it definitely seems like he doesn't, he just doesn't care as much about it. He, he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't worry about what other, what other people think. And that's what Kyrie 
what Kyrie is also doing. Um, yeah, right now, really, and for the past couple of years, he, he really doesn't buy into what people are thinking um, as much as he used to. And he's just, he's just living, like, he's just enjoying himself. He's living his life. Uh, and you kind of forget that with, uh, with famous people in general, because uh, easily, like, you can't, you, it really can become easy to worry about what, what the outside, what the outside voices are saying. And you can kind of get, uh, uh, absorbed. Uh, there's a better word for that, but yeah, absorbed by that all that outside noise and kind of buy into buy into what they're saying about you and saying and like thinking like am i am i like this like um so it must be a very confusing confusing time uh especially for young young people who are just like are just famous and have a microscope on them 24 7 like how how like yeah how would any normal person react to that it's it, it each person's different, so like they'll they'll deal with that stuff in their own way, um, and it it, it uh, along with that it it, it kind of points that you know those guys like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, you know those guys who are like uh, I need to focus on my sport first and everything else second, even uh, Floyd Mayweather. Um, yeah, those guys that like were just great, like that were just ex- extremely consistent their whole careers. Yeah, yeah, Messi, um, soccer, Ronaldo. Uh, there's so many got names like that where they got to they they were out of uh, it may be that like. They they work so hard to get the, to, to this point that there's nothing that will sway them from from buying too much into into the outside noise. Of course they'll of course they'll be annoyed by uh, certain things that are that are being released by the media, but it's never gonna it's never gonna affect their 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 game um, in any shape or form. They're gonna keep doing uh, stay consistent as they possibly can be because that's um that's how they got to where they were like this is this is how uh how they continue to be like great at what they're doing because that's the only focus they got that they've got that tunnel vision uh and there's very few few people like that that um in any in any aspect and those people that can do that are are the ones that are the best at what they do because they they have that ability to focus on how they can better themselves and what they're doing uh, as the main as the main reference point as saying and just saying yeah I um, how can I be better than than I was yesterday um, rather than focusing on hey what, what did you hear? Did you hear what? Did you hear what Sports Center uh, just posted about me uh, two minutes ago, or something like that? Um, and that's and it's that it's that tunnel vision that gives them 
that allows them to be great at what they at what they're famous for um which uh which can help in all other aspects it can help you uh become just make more money or uh, yeah i don't know make more money and in turn you know help help whatever cause you want to with that money you get and help your family and you know but um maybe really uh make enough to to so your parents never have to work against that like something like that um it's very much a I, I i help when i help myself i can help i can help other people close to me and other and and go into other ventures that 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 are part of my interest which uh, which is really what anyone wants, you know, that freedom to be able to um, to go to go and do do whatever interest they may have or just do whatever they do whatever they want because 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 they deserve it because they worked hard for to get where they are at and Yeah, not worry about not worry about having enough money for their kids or their kids' kids or their kids' kids' kids. Like, um, it can kind of become a, an obsession in in the best in the best sense of the word. Uh, uh, that that uh, you want to keep doing well because you can keep helping whoever you want to by by continuing to do what you need to do. Um, and if and yeah, if you have if you have kids, if you have a wife, if like if you have a family, you, you like you need to uh, when you get to that point. So once you once you get once you decide, hey, I'm gonna I I want to do this. Like this is what I want to do. Uh, for for the rest of my life, um, as a career, um, you've got to be wholeheartedly, um, can like convicted to do that thing and and better yourself every day by by doing things that help you improve at that aspect of whatever of whatever you feel like uh whatever you're passionate about because in the end of the day it it will help help you become more successful and um just uh, create create a a positive uh, just a positive lifestyle in terms of how happy you are every day because you're doing what you're passionate about and yeah your quality of life will just imp- like it will also improve because you're not you're not um, you're not at some shitty job thinking like okay i gotta do this again tomorrow like there's like where, where there's no motivation there you know that 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 tunnel vision um will help you uh stay focused on that on that end goal which is that which is that career that you want to you really want to be doing and and it it's it, it definitely won't be straightforward by any means but 
that is what motivates you. That is what you want to do. It, it it doesn't matter how how hard it how hard it seems. It, you're just gonna go one step at a time and be like, how can I how can I better myself? Um, and that's another thing. You you can't compare yourself to others. Like you have to only can you 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 have to be the only person you're comparing you're comparing yourself to um, when you're at any at any point because when you start comparing yourself to others that that other person is out of your control you only you can only control yourself and how hard you work in this certain thing and if if you improve that uh this certain aspect you yeah that you need to improve that so for example for me for soccer i need to um I need to slow down, honestly. I need to stop, like, uh, going, like, thinking I need to go 100 miles an hour. Uh, and I think that's why I like playing defense uh, more so more so now than I ever have because with defense, I'm reacting to the other person. When I have the ball, like, sometimes I just um, – I'll overwhelm myself with thoughts and, and – want to get the ball out of my off of my feet as quickly as possible like even if uh there's no one on me or anything like that so for me i i honestly just didn't need more touches um you know in those in those tight in those tight situations to feel like hey this is when you this is when you need to uh to you know get the ball off your feet but you know, here outside of the box on the left wing, when you're one on one with, with someone, uh, you gotta take you gotta take that person on uh, every time. Period. And, like you gotta think you're gonna beat beat the guy every time, and that's that's honestly uh, my biggest problem right now with that. So so how do I how do I improve that? I just uh, put myself in more scenarios when I'm like when I'm in front of a goal where um, I'm just right. I I have no thought but to go at goal and get a shot off, um, and it's as easy as doing, like, when I'm playing by myself, I just, uh, I kick, I kick the ball out to, to, like, the halfway point of, of, uh, like, halfway to the, to the, to the halfway line, so, basically, uh, like, 30 yards or so out from goal, and I, I start at an angle, like I start at the left side or or the right side, whatever it may be. But I'm not starting like straight up, like I'm starting at an angle. And then I just kind of, I just run, I just run at the goal as quickly as possible, um, as if there's people, there's people I'm running at, and 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 I have to shoot, I have to, I have to take the shot at goal, um, because that's the only option that's available to me. So that's what I do, and then. Um, another thing is you make your strengths, like you, you, you keep working on your strengths with, which for me is just running. Like I, I have uh, pretty good stamina and I, and I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty fat. I'm pretty fast. I, I think, um, so I, I've, I've been running, I've been running every day for the past, uh, month probably yeah a month and a half or something like that but 
yeah, um, that's that's definitely my strength, and it's it's definitely uh, it's it's therapeutic in a in a, in a huge sense that um, I I just uh, I I kind of let my I let my mind race when I'm running, and especially when I'm at a difficult part like a hill, it's very easy uh, when I have music, and I'm just uh, focused on getting up this hill and. <laughs> getting this getting this run over with because um at that point i'm like okay you're 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 not you're not you're very lo- you're pretty loose um you're like in the middle of the run like you um if you stop now it's 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 because you wanted to stop it's not because you you had to stop um so yeah that's that's been very uh extreme like extremely enjoyable but like also difficult i don't think any any of my runs have been easy by any means, but I, I, um, I definitely don't try to kill myself because I, I, I want to work out every day because if, if I have to take a rest day, it's because the day before I did, I went too hard. Um, and I didn't do a good job of, you know, moderating. So I'm very conscious of how I feel. Um, especially after runs, because that's that's the only that's really the only like workout I do right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's my main uh, focus, uh, honestly for me right now. And also, uh, uh, I want to learn I want to learn French, like be comfortable speaking it. Uh, so I just do Duolingo once a day, and then I just watch. I watch at least like one French show a day just to uh, very much just listen to it because uh, even in English, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a better listener than I am at talking. Um, and this, this, uh, well, this, what I'm doing right now is, is like practice for me talking because some days I, I probably like do not speak a lot, which I, I, I did not realize. Um, well, you know, this is, this, uh, podcast thing whatever oh uh, fuck um it's, it's very much just practice for me talking um and yeah like uh i would love to learn french and uh it is um very very much a, a dream a dream of mine to uh play play for monaco um uh, Milan and then Manchester United, um, but uh, not particularly in that order. But I'd love to um, become a professional, uh, and that's why that's why I still uh, I work out as much as I do, and I I play soccer as much as I do because I don't I don't want to quit. I don't think I've ever wanted to quit playing um, at any point in time, but. Uh, I think I'm at the point where I'm just like, yeah, I can't worry about um, if I fail or going in going into this. I I I kind of just have to go go day by day and and uh, keep improving as much as I can personally with whatever I'm doing, and then. Um, just find find ways to keep playing, like to stay playing, because that's the most important thing. I need to keep playing, or else I'm just 
I'm just not going to be sharp. I could run as much as I want to, but I need to get touches on the ball and, and that stuff. Um, and I do do that, but, uh, yeah, I very, I very much don't want to, don't want to stop playing by any means, like competitively. So that's why I feel like, uh, going the professional route, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the next logical step, but, um, still we're taking it one day at a time. I, I don't, I, I go to, I go to college right now and, um, all I do is just like play recreationally with friends and all that. So, um, it's very much, uh, my focus, but it's, uh, it's not the main focus. If that makes any sense. Like, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to give up on it uh, by any means because, uh, that, that I, I really do think that is what I want to do. Um, as a career and yeah I just let that would just be a dream uh to to go to to go to Monaco and just be speaking French um because because I feel like when I learn and when I learn another language I mean it, it it's it'll be very difficult to lie and like uh be subtle uh, you're like um when I get comfortable speaking French it'll be very much like I'm saying exactly what I'm thinking uh, because um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many words um, in language. Uh, even, even if you've been trying to learn a, another language for a couple of years or so, it's, uh, I think, I think it'd be very difficult to, you know, use those subtleties um but not in your native language, if that makes any sense. Like, like just straight up like lying and saying, saying something else or whatever. Um, that, yeah, saying, saying one thing and then meaning the other, uh, meaning another thing, like even like that. So yeah, I, I just, I just, uh, I'd love to learn French and then, um, and then move and then move to a French speaking country. I just, um, yeah, just travel, honestly. I just love that a lot. But um the main the main motivation is uh uh being a professional player for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. Halftime at game four for Celtics Warriors right now. It's uh, 57 and 33. Celtics were leading. And it looks like, I don't know, depends what, uh, how the Heat come out uh, after halftime, but it seems like the Celtics probably have this in the bag, but you never know. Um, I haven't watched a lot of this this series, but uh, it seems like uh, one team just kills another, and then and then the other team just comes back and kills them uh, right back. So yeah, I just wish the games would be more competitive in the long run um, because it's yeah I've seen two and both were just blowouts. Um, towards the like 
at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But we'll see. We'll see how the Heat come out in the in the uh, second half for this game. Because Bam didn't look good. Uh, yeah, no one was making their shots, and um, they weren't getting stops in the other end either. So. Yeah, they just got to stop the bleeding first and then hopefully get a run going. Because uh, if they can, they'll get a 3-1 lead, and that would be that would be huge. So we shall see. I wa- I watched the Warriors game yesterday. That was that was disappointing because the the Mavs the Mavs really uh, blew game two. By losing and blowing, like, I think they had, like, a 30-point lead at one point. But they really blew that, and now they're, now they're in a 3-0 hole. And then I don't think any team's ever gotten come back from 3-0 um, in the Western Conference Finals, at least, or something like that. But, yeah, maybe they can get one game next uh, in game four, at least, and not get swept. But the Warriors look so good. Like the on offense, they they're so cohesive as a as a team. Like they they uh, they're very in tune with each other, and uh, even when they're like not shooting well, they can just make uh, make baskets happen. Um, just through uh, movement and. Um, yeah, getting easy layups and stuff like that. Um, but I, I hope, I honestly hope they win the, uh, they win the whole thing at this point because they just look the. They had a couple of like just uh, runs and even like just specific plays where I just saw and I was just like, um, they they really they really used everyone on like all five players and just moved the ball around and got easy baskets, which was just really cool. To see, I don't think it, like maybe the heat, the heat are like that, but they're kind of, um, they're more like in your face, like they're, they're more of a, of an aggressive mentality, like, um, you're not gonna beat me, so, yeah, they, and uh, I should pay attention to the heat um, on offense, um, like when they're doing well, because I, I really don't, I really haven't watched any basketball until the the conference finals, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, the the team I've watched the most is the Warriors of, uh, through highlights and uh, actual games. So, yeah, I just know them the best. Um, so, and I hope just Steph gets gets another couple championships because he's he's just a fun player to watch, and yeah, I think he's underrated by a lot of guys just because of. Uh, him not necessarily being the most clutch player all the time, um, but he still he still changed the way the game's played, and he's still impossible to play like most of the time. So that's a credit to him and uh, how good how good he is at um, spreading the floor and just opening up up the court. And all that good stuff. He's also a, a pretty good defender. He, like he's, uh, 
against the Mavs, Luca targeted him, but uh, in that in that first half in game two, but that's Luca Doncic. But he um, from from seeing him defend um, at times, like he 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 defends like he's a good defender. Um, I I think the fact that he sometimes he gets targeted by the best player in the other team is uh, takes that away from him, but. Most people, he he's uh, he will stay in front of, and he'll just he'll do. He's he's a, an above average defender, at, um, in the guard position for sure. But I think he gets too much. He gets he gets overhated because I think people uh, nitpick at players like that with uh, that are that good at what they do. So people start nitpicking at things that aren't necessarily there, um, and when you really look at it, but it's, uh, it's the way that it's the way the narrative is, is, uh, is, uh, constructed. Yeah. Like, um, the whole, like Kyrie leaving, leaving Cleveland. Um, I watched the interview yesterday with Brandon Marshall and LaShawn McCoy and another football player. And then Kyrie, um, and he, he's, yeah, he basically said, uh, he told the board at, at, at the Cavs that he was, uh, he wanted to leave. And then he went to China for a Nike thing, um, before even talking to LeBron. And then as he was in China, like news breaks out about him wanting to trade. And then, um, it, it was just a snowball effect, uh, the media outlets started speculating whether whether it was it was because of LeBron or this or that, and it all kind of spiraled out of control. And honestly, ever since then, uh, Kyrie's been under a pretty big microscope um, after that whole thing, uh, especially because he went to Brooklyn then afterwards as well. Um, and there is a lot of narratives put out about him that weren't necessarily true or like. He never even spoke on um, before they were put out, even even now. Um, and uh, it is uh, that that that's just this, uh, another uh, similar like uh, outcome of being being a like a, a the greatest one of the greatest players in your sport, um, like Stefan. Um, but with Kyrie, it, it, it's even it's so bad to the point that it was. Uh, there is there is attacks on his character as a person rather than um, basketball itself. Like some of the stuff they people are saying were just uh, like things they just didn't know what was going on, what was going on in his life. Like um, the whole co- like uh, him not playing with COVID, because um, uh, whatever. I don't even know why he didn't play, but. Yeah, um, that was a huge. That was a huge thing. I, um, early earlier this year, really, because uh, I mean, everyone else on every other team, um, uh, that didn't want the vaccine, where they were allowed to play. I'm pretty sure, right? Um, it was just because he was in. He happened to be in New York. That. Um. Yeah, he happened to be in New. He happened his uh, Brooklyn Nets happened to be in New York, so 
he wasn't allowed to play at home games and he, he didn't he refused to get their vaccine which is his right so when guys like stephanie smith are like it's your job like you, you gotta you gotta get the vaccine like what's the big deal um that really pushes that idea that Kyrie's, you know selfish yeah he he doesn't care about anyone but himself but um no one i don't think anyone really knew except people that were close to him like uh why 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 he didn't want to get the to get the vaccine and um along with the other thing i said that um people on other teams that didn't want the vaccine could still play so that's it's a it's a pretty unfair comparison to just say um not comparison but it's just unfair to say that he's he's a he's selfish because he doesn't want to get the vaccine even though there's other players in the league that um that uh don't have the vaccine and are playing so yeah i don't know it is what it is but um yeah, those those athletes that are at the top of their game, they get they just get they definitely get nitpicked for whatever is going on um, because they have the most attention and they get um, if if stories come out with that with that name uh, that's with that name and that um, pe- that people recognize, then uh, more people will, uh, will will like will read will start reading that. Um, article or whatever whatever it is um and the media is kind of um got has a niche with uh, uh with uh creating narratives uh whether it's true or not um they they're good at they're good at making narratives that uh that catch that catch people's attentions uh people's attention um like um sports like when Sports Center, um not Sports Center, but when Alan Iverson had that um that famous press conference where he's like practice, like we talking about practice, and then uh per- everyone proceeded to ignore what he was talking about, which is his friend his best friend just died, he was going through a lot of stuff. And they just they they kind of just disregarded the person and um, I didn't even I didn't even know that I saw a sports uh, so I said sports center I saw a sports center uh, like a four minute video on Twitter about how they ignored that that other aspect of what Alan was talking about it's because the the media made that narrative that hey he he doesn't want to practice he's he's too good he's too good for this team he yeah he don't he he doesn't care about anyone about anyone but himself like end of the day. If uh, if these famous guys are doing anything that strays from how they think they should be acting, they're 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 the bad guy. Um, they're they're in the wrong. All always it's it's uh, there's no there's no uh, there's nothing you can tell tell them that will will change their mind. Like uh, now, Allen's is perfect case in point. You literally said after the whole uh practice thing like uh, my fr- my best friend just died um and he's just he he just uh 
extremely extremely open like he was uh like he he, he wasn't he's extremely candid like with the guy with the whoever he's talking to um because he, he was he was going through he's going through a rough time at that point but uh yeah um that's not that's not what uh people remember and like uh, people like me only see the that that practice part that 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 thing that gets that those views um because that's that's the memorable part that you, we don't want to see that that other sad stuff um another one is when um Michael Michael Jordan uh, uh his dad his dad died and then they started uh like speculating whether his gambling uh had something to do with his dad his dad passing away um like shortly after his dad died like that was not that was not good um so i think it's the system in terms of like i i i um like sports media um that they 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 instinctively speculate um uh, i th- i mean that's i i think that like that's that's a major part of being a journalist so they have to speculate but the good ones are the ones that focus on the on the sport not 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 all these other things that all these other factors that that don't that don't affect what's going on because it's um jesus christ so uh, the first play in Celtics got a got a layup um had an easy lob on a backdoor cut from from their center so yeah, I just I was just watching that, but shit, what was I saying? Um, like the yeah, the good ones can focus on the sport. Like um, I can't even think of any. And I I I watched this guy on YouTube. His name is Jimmy Highroller, and like he's he talks about like the current like uh, basketball stuff that's happening. Um, but uh, I I think my favorite content of his is um when he like he finds his own um yeah he just i mean he just talks about a topic in general like relevant to what's going on right now um like the last what did i see last so um yeah he so the last uh, four days ago, he posted a video called um, "When Trash Talking Goes Horribly Wrong," and he talked about how Luca, uh, how how Devin Booker said Luca's special after I don't know what game, but um in the series, uh, in the Western Conference semifinals at the Suns against the Mavericks, but he said Luca's special, and um he he just uh, talked for ten minutes about how how he he couldn't believe like uh Luca like Luca outplayed. He, he literally outplayed the starting five of the Suns and how bad um, the Suns uh, capitulated in those last, in those last two games. Cause those last two games were God awful. Um, and it was, it's it, like, he um, like, what I like about him is that he, he shows the, you know, the straight, like straight up the stats and um, he, he's very objective about the way he's talking. Like, of course there's a little bit of, um like opinion or whatever but uh for the most part he's he's extremely objective um because 
that's what that's what um that's what's like uh the reason for the video is is those is those numbers um and he is a he's as a basketball fan he, he played he played d1 basketball he's he's watched like he's watched basketball his whole life so like he's a legit like he's a he's he loves basketball and all, and all that stuff and and you can tell um through his videos i you like it's only kind of taking my word for it but um but like this video also talks about um how chris paul uh like chokes in game seven like whether it's bad luck whether it's um yeah injury or uh, whether it's just uh yeah it's something like his teammates is just not playing well like he yeah he he, he does not come through in game in game sevens like uh and uh he was like shame on shame on me for thinking chris paul could, could get uh um could uh could finally could finally like uh, come through in game seven in the game seven uh because he didn't and he's such like he's such a good player like i think i, I even me i'm just it's frustrating because he's a great point guard um one of the greatest point guards ever um and he and he's i don't think he, he's gonna get a chip i really don't and uh his 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 end point was that uh like some guys some guys are um streak away from the pressure like they they can they're superstars but they're not they they can't they can't handle that pressure when it's really when their back's really against the wall um and chris paul may be one of those guys he's 37 um he's never won a championship and he's also saying like devin booger might be one of those guys because i remember a specific play in like a, in game five of the finals yes last year um when the Phoenix were in a comfortable position in like crunch time and Devin got, he got punked by Drew Holiday. He, he got like the ball stolen from him. Um, and yeah, that was his main, yeah, that was uh, Jimmy's main point of uh, that. Um, you know, he just doesn't think uh, the Suns or, um, or people like people before, you know, like James Harden, uh, Ben Simmons, um, right now like they like there's there's guys that are superstars but they 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 can't have their backs against the wall because they they'll they'll shriek against the pressure and um it, it can't i think that it, with the suns it it really it really showed and um because I, I i i watched the yeah i think i watched the last two games i, I definitely watched the like, game six but um game six was uh i was so surprised because they were god awful on offense like god awful on offense and they just could not get it together yeah i don't even think i watched game seven because i think i saw that like halftime score or something or i was like working yeah i couldn't believe game seven yeah that that shit was crazy um and then yeah and then um it's so weird how like almost not every time but Every like when it when there's a game seven loss, something comes out about Chris Paul being injured. Like I, he might be injured every time. Like, and I might and I'm exaggerating this, but I feel like when they lost, like when a Chris Paul, when one of Chris Paul's teams have lost in the last couple of years, he's been injured. What like probably um, I I think it's definitely like definitely like he's not faking it or anything, but. 
I think that's really weird. Like, the, I don't like the timing. You know what I mean? Like, I know you don't want to distract the team, but, like, that's just weird. Like, every, it seems like every time. And maybe it's just because he's old. Like, because uh, it's only been the last couple of years, like I said. So maybe it's because he's old. But I don't know. I feel like the last couple of times, um, when when uh, when Chris Paul's been, um, you know, cl- like very close to to getting that championship, if he beats this team, in, in the Western Conference Finals or or the finals like last year, I feel like I just heard something about him getting injured, and I might and I definitely might be exaggerating, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I I really like that video uh, Jimmy put out about um. Uh, about mentality really like, that was that was his main point like um and though like because because what i started out saying is he he does like he does use stats he does use um stats from he, he used stats from the series to show how dominant luca was over over the whole sun starting lineup which is insane and then and then the second part of the video goes into hey like maybe maybe Devin and chris chris don't have heart like that and he might, he might be right, cause, uh, the, like the, those numbers are insane. Like, uh, he, he, he outscored them. I think he, he, yeah, he got more rebounds in them, um, and he got more assists in the whole series, like than all, all of them, combined. It, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, let me just rewind this. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. So in the in game seven in the first half he outscored the Suns um, twenty seven points to fifteen points for the like against the whole starting lineup of the Suns. Okay, so he outscored them in that in that game. Okay, he didn't outscore them in the game. He he scored thirty five points, but um the whole Suns starting lineup scored thirty seven points in Game Seven. Okay, here it shows. Okay, yeah, I was uh, I was stupid, but um I I said it weird, bad. Uh, very wrong. I um Luca had more points than Devin Booker. He had more assists than Chris Paul. He had more rebounds than DeAndre Ayton, and he had more steals than Mikael Bridges, who's runner up. Um, in the uh defensive player of the year. Uh, it took me a while. Um, but yeah, that's that's what the, that's what the stats were. Uh, that's what like that's how dominant Luca was over the series. That's what I meant to say. But yeah, like um, yeah, the, his his um, 
yeah, his his like his big point was that um, there's some pe- there's some players that have that mentality um, when they're pushed against the wall like that, and there's some that just don't. And uh, Devin and Book Devin Booker and Chris Paul probably uh, Chris Paul definitely probably he probably just doesn't have that mentality. Um, and I feel like especially now because I, I I think his body's just like. Uh, going against them, at, like at the most important moments, because every time, every time when they get close, uh, it's always there's always something, some some niggling injury um, that he can't he can't play the way to his to to his max potential um, at at the most important point in the season, and that must be that must be real frustrating for him. And it's probably why he doesn't even speak on it, um, because he doesn't want to use that as an excuse. He's a, he's just as frustrated as um, everyone else, like his fan, the fans, um, everyone is supporting him. So that might, it, yeah, I I don't think Chris um, is that type of guy that will use an injury as an excuse by any means. But um, you you can see, see you can see how that 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 timing is is just very very weird and that meant and that's probably um me speculating with the, like speculating over nothing maybe that's just the way it is or maybe i just don't trust the media that much um because uh they may say things that aren't true um and yeah i don't i don't know like uh yeah the the as a fan you can't you can't buy too much into into some stories, especially like, especially about injuries, which is crazy. Like even injuries, you, you really, like, I don't think you should like buy into some, some injury uh, stories that much because uh, people may be exaggerating something or not, or like, I've always wondered, like, how can this, how can uh, the media get like specific, um, like a specific uh, list of like injuries that are that players are having, like, do, like is is uh, is the team giving just straight up telling them, yeah, this is what's ha- this is what's wrong with him, or are they just are they like, are they mitigating it by saying it's a little bit better than what it is or it's a little bit worse than what it is like i don't know i I, i'm i'm i definitely might be overthinking it but i feel like you can't you can't buy it i don't know there's a lot you can't buy into from the stephanie smiths of the world the 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 sports centers the the fox sports what i don't know i don't i don't i really don't watch uh that much of um like tv sports or whatever sports uh center type you know media things like that so i don't i don't know but yeah i think as a fan you'll have the most you'll have the best time just like enjoying enjoying like it in front of you and just seeing like the play watching the players play in front of you because all that other stuff is just extra you know you, you you don't know you don't know what's going on with that but um that event that's happening right in front of you that's 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 real that's that's um these guys are competing at the very highest level and that's and you should uh, 
you should appreciate that for what it is. And that's, that's the best way to enjoy it because, um, because even when you start comparing people, like you're kind of, you're just going to drive yourself crazy because, um, especially if they're just players in different areas, because there's no, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. It's all subjective. So all you can do, all you can do is, um, I don't know, develop, develop that, uh, you know, that affinity for a team or a player for that you just really like and, and kind of just go from there and be like, yeah, I like this guy. I like the way this guy plays. Like, I think that's, that's when I had the best time. Just, um, just when I was like finding different players, um, that I like, uh, because of the style they, they, they played. Like, uh, like I, I, I'd be like, yo, I want to play, I want to play like this guy. Like I, I really, I really like the way like he he goes to the basket. He doesn't get rushed. Or he, he just um, he explodes um, from it from a standing start. You know, all that stuff. So um, yeah, I'll never forget. Um, I don't even think I had a, a second favorite player after Derrick Rose, but it was Derrick Rose, and then. Um, Honestly, I just go to small. I, I just kind of like started liking small guys because they were so skilled with the ball, and I wanted to dribble like them. Um, Derrick Rose is my all-time favorite, um, and I, I yeah, I really don't think I have a second favorite player to be honest. But point guards, I, I just I respect them. I love them so much, and I, I respect what they do because they they will always from like until the end of time, they will always be the most skilled people on the floor. They they can dictate. Um, I mean, any player can, but they can, they can control the pace of the game. They can control, like, if they're going to, if their team's going to win that, um, that game or not. Um, and they just have to be in tune with everyone else. Um, and that's, I feel it's like, it's being the best, uh, best teammate playing wise. And in terms of you have to be, in control, like not in control, but you have to be aware of everything and know when, know and anticipate um, what reads to make off of like a pick or a, um, or like on defense and um, switching on the right players um, and and make and making sure you as a point guard don't get switched on the on the on the center somehow like all that stuff you know just directing people like on defense and offense and being that floor general uh that you need to be um and that takes that that honestly takes a lot a lot of skill but it takes a lot of um confidence in yourself as a leader like you 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 you're not the like you're not a You you are demanding, but you you you're assertive in the sense that um, you're you're not asking anyone to do more than what you would do yourself, and that's what um, that's what in turn um, enables that confidence in you to become become that leader and and be able to. Um, you know, talk to people and be, be, um, be objective with your teammates and tell them, Hey, I, I need you to, I need you to go this way. I need you to, uh, I need to set this pick. Like, 
then an out of bounds, like if, if you don't see that, um, if you see like a backdoor cut or something like as the thrower, you, you throw the backdoor cut, like a bunch of, it's a bunch of scenarios where you can, you, you're always trying to stay one step ahead and, um, and just doing, doing your utmost to, to create us create some semblance of control. So, so your team can thrive and you guys would enjoy, enjoy playing. Um, end of the day um and and get that and get that w um yeah honestly i loved i i think uh i love damian lillard um as a rookie especially um because he dunked a lot and uh he's explode he's explosive dude and he didn't really shoot as much threes though like he he definitely used the speed at speed more back then to to get to the rim the um shooting i i I, I I think he's he's definitely always been a shooter, but uh, I don't think uh, he he was he was conservative in any sense. Um, in that he he wanted to start from inside, and he he maybe he wanted to make people think that like uh, he liked the inside game more than uh, more than shooting from the from the outside and um, making jumpers and all that. And all that stuff. Like he was, I I remember he was very aggressive going to the paint, which, just uh, which is something which is something I always I always loved doing, like myself when I just played. Um, so, yeah, I, I took a liking to Damian Lillard. Um, and then, yeah, I don't think, player wise, I, I really did just uh, I really just followed Derrick Rose um, to the bitter end, especially with the Bulls. I mean, still he's he's still playing now, but um, that whole Bulls era, like I, I I was with Derrick Rose, so I didn't yeah I didn't really care about anyone one else to be honest. I was like uh, Kyrie. I remember Kyrie. I kind of saw I saw him as a threat because he was like it, the guy was just good. Like he was so skilled with the basketball in his hands. Like Derrick Rose is. Um, He's he's a skilled player, but um, you could tell Kyrie put those ten thousand hours in, um, like uh, since he was like five years old. Like um, he's just unreal. Like like him, not, he just naturally could do anything he wanted. Like uh, in an isol isolation situation, Derrick Rose is an explosive point guard who's. Uh, He's one of the most skilled. He's one of the most skilled point guards ever, um, but Kyrie, Kyrie is the most skilled point guard of all time, um, and he his his layups were also um, he could do he could finish any layup like uh, from any angle like he he's comfortable going to the basket any which way like getting a basket any which way, um, which is yeah he is definitely the most skilled point player maybe. I don't know. I don't know about player. I don't know about player. Uh, that, uh, I don't want to jump the gun there. But point guard, the most skilled point guard of all time. Because when he has the ball, you don't you 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 don't know what he could do. Because he can score any which way. Period. It's terrifying, and he knows that. Everyone knows that. Yeah, he he just he's yeah he's very good. Um, yeah, I wish. I mean, I do now. Um, Kyrie, yeah, I love watching Kyrie play now. Um, fuck, man.
I like watching Kevin Durant also, but he makes it look too easy. Like I like I don't I like watching him in moderation because sometimes he just shoots he's just shooting over people and he's already got twenty points in like uh in like a five minute spurt or something crazy like that because like he just shoots over people um and you and they they don't like they can't make him react like they can't make him um uh make a mess because he's too tall um and i'll never i'll never forget i saw the rucker um the first i think it was one of the first kevin durant highlights i saw in um I, I think it was when the NBA lockout happened, but he scored when he scored 66 in the orange jersey, um, and he hit at least four threes in a row, at least four threes in a row, and the announcer was going, "I am," um, the and yeah, I I couldn't believe I didn't I not back then honestly I didn't really appreciate it for what it was because he made it look the guy the guy made it look easy he ran to the same spot every time. And he just had four, yeah, at least four, back to back to back to back, uh, from three, and it, it it just like went in the same exact way, and it was um, it was amazing, and um, yeah, I think during that lockout era, so like 20, 2012, 2011, I for, I don't know, I don't know when what year the lockout was, but um, the uh, him and he he played uh, LeBron in a in some in one uh like summer league game one time and that i that i remember him his highlights were pretty tough like i remember even back then i knew like okay that's uh, this guy's tough and like um he was just dunking easily so i like i knew he was tall like uh and because he was standing next to lebron as well like he's guarding him at points but like i was like okay this guy (laughs) this guy's a problem like just from the those little those little highlights i saw or whatever um yeah that was that was the other former basketball i watched a lot when i was getting into it um in like 2012 uh like mixed hoop mixtape um i remember watching the basketball prodigies it was one was julian newman um and the other and i don't remember his name he's from chicago though yeah um some kid from chicago but he uh he had he had more size than julian because i think he's he's older than julian um and he was a guard as well and i i thought he would be pretty good um but i haven't heard about that kid ever since if i saw his face i would remember oh what a goal what a fucking goal um yeah but yeah, I'd watch hoop mixtape a lot because I just I was a kid. I like highlights. I I got a short attention span. Um, and who like the the YouTube basketball mixtapes don't miss. Like even like especially today, like they're 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 better. I don't even think they're better. They're 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 just as good. But I think they're always good. Um, just just with the content and um, the speed of the videos. Like a you like you just it just be feeding you highlights and. And just good good content. So yeah, I I I, I love watching that that especially um hoop mixtape and all that stuff. I cannot believe Liverpool Liverpool. I don't even feel bad for Liverpool because they should know by now that if they give up any 
any foot uh foothold to city uh, i don't even know that's the right phrase but um they're they're not they might not they probably won't win the league and that's what happened um these last couple of weeks because i remember at least uh, not even that long ago two weeks ago i was seeing just looking at liverpool's uh latest results and it was like uh for liverpool is win 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 and then there's a draw and win 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 and then current game um and i was like okay you guys fucked up you they're, they're they're screwed now like uh and yeah, I think it was that week or the week before I saw that um, City won and they were like up two points. And then that's how it has been um, up until this Sunday. I mean, like uh, till the end of the league. So City won ended up winning the the Premier League by two points. And uh, I also saw some posts on Instagram that said. Um, Something like no team has ever had multiple ninety point games. I mean ninety point seasons and not and not won as many and like lost out on the title as many times as Liverpool. Some it said something like that. Um because yeah, um the rate the rate uh City and Liverpool have been going at the past few years is is ridiculous uh frankly like it's it's in it's insane um because i yeah they they've had at least uh 90 points in the last three seasons i think uh, both of them and uh liver i'm glad liverpool got one at least that's that's honestly why i don't really feel that bad because uh rafael you gotta finish that um yeah because they at least got one and they're gonna get the champions league so that's two champions league in the last couple of years and and a Premier League and and a couple of trophies along with that like they they they're not they're not struggling like I I don't I like I don't feel bad for them by by any means I'm, I'm a United fan like we are not we're we're out of the Champions League next year and um Ronaldo's almost forty and he's our best player <laughs> so it's I, I'm 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 not that I'm not all that teary eyed about about Liverpool losing the league because. They've been at such a high standard the past couple of years that I, I they'll, they'll come back stronger and want that and want that Premier League more than anything because um, they were so close they were so close but yeah um so yeah City won City won three two um on Sunday and Liverpool won three one um on Sunday and they both play yeah they both played at the same time. Um at City City came late with the oh shit keep going. Um oh nice. City City came late uh with the comeback and ended up winning three two off of uh Ilkai Gundigan's but I'm not gonna say his last name again. I'm just gonna butcher it again. Um two two late goals uh ended up winning the league so yeah, congrats to them. Um, oh my gosh, Rodri scored a really, really good goal. Um, he passed it in the bottom corner from, I think, 15 yards is too, cutting it short. More than 15 yards. I don't know the distance. It was outside. It was 
it was outside the box and he, he was like, he was, he was, he was a bit away from the box. Um, and he, and he passed that ball right into the bottom corner. Um, yeah. And that started. Yeah. Uh, that was the second goal. And then, uh, Gundogan scored, um, uh, the third one and, uh, they won the league. So, um, but yeah. Also, I'm not sure how it works, but there's uh, Sa- uh, Mohamed Salah led, led led the league in both assists and goals. Well, he joint led in scoring, and he didn't get Player of the Year. So I get, I'm just guessing the like uh, Player of the Year award in England is more about if you win the Premier League or not. I, I guess because. Um, um, I mean, Kevin Kevin had a pretty decent season. He had 15 goals, seven assists, but it wasn't like we've seen him play better. So that's all. That's my only thing. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they are more on like if they won, if they ended up winning the actual league or not. So and if that's the case, then yeah, I did, uh, cool. Um, congrats to congrats to Kevin. Um, on another year without Champions League. Uh. But you got a you got a nice trophy, and and the Premier League, I think that's it's nice as well. It's it I think it will always be the most um, the best league in the world, and I'm biased because that's what I grew up watching. Um, I really do wish I watched the 2011-12 season. Um, probably well, probably actually not. I would I still would have been a United fan, but um. That would have been so crazy watching um, the last day uh, Aguero um, score that goal against QPR and then um, United doing the, everything they can with winning against Sunderland. And I also, that, was the, uh, um, that was the first FIFA I got. First FIFA I got was FIFA 12. I was back when you could rent games at GameStop. And I also got, yeah, rent games. What the? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I think that's funny because I like I ran. I remember running three games. It was it was FIFA twelve, SSX. Um, that one I'd be hype. Um, and I forget what the last one was, but I didn't finish. I mean, you don't finish FIFA. You just play FIFA. Um, I, I didn't finish SSX. Um, and I didn't finish the other game. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think it's pretty funny that I just I didn't rent them. My mom rented them for me, of course. Um. But what was what was I even talking about? I forget what I was, <laughs> I forget what I was talking about. But um, yeah um, that's so dumb. Why do you? I mean, I did that at Best Buy. Um, one time, uh, not at Best Buy, but at Blockbuster. Um, when I when I just moved to PA, not when I just moved. Like I was in fifth grade or so. And Blockbuster was like on its I guess it was on its way out. I had no idea. That was my I, I, I that was part of um my everyday image of a of a shopping center, you know? Like there's a GameStop, there's a subway, and then there's a there's a Blockbuster. Yeah, that's that was what it was for me. But um I got Ratchet and Clank. Um, and there's, I, I'll never forget the, the, the one, the most difficult part was, um, 
Okay, there's a there's multiple Ratchet and Clanks. It was called Ratchet and Clank, um, Crack Through Time. Crack Through Time. I think it's Crack Through Time. A crack, a crack in time, but it was super fun. Um, and uh, there's uh, so. At, at a certain at a certain point in the game, um, you play separately as each of the people. So, uh, as like you you play as Ratchet by himself and you play as Clank by himself. And the one part um, and uh, with Clank, he there's basically there's like a bunch of puzzles you had to do. And there's just one super like not super difficult, but it was just a little tricky. Um, that I was uh, I just uh, I couldn't get the timing right. I think. Um, and I was I was just getting so frustrated because uh, I only had a, I only had a little bit um, uh, like not a lot of time because I think it was like my birthday party was a, like I had to leave for my birthday party at the laser factory and yeah I was I was so determined to do this thing before I, before I went to the birthday party and I got it um, and I was so excited like and and now honestly in hindsight I was probably it's probably my favorite part of the game because. Um, yeah, because it's the most difficult. Like everything else was like, uh, was fine. Like, but uh, that one I really like. I really felt like uh, validation when I figured that that uh, that puzzle out, which is funny because I never I never figured myself as a puzzle guy. I still don't now. Um, but that one, um, yeah, that was super. That was a super fun game. Um, and I I need to get a I need to get a PlayStation Three again because. Uh, somewhere in my house um but there's a i have a i have like a three an anniversary pack yeah of ratchet and clank games from like the playstation era but like updated to the playstation 3 uh but i don't have a playstation playstation 3 anymore because i gave it away uh because i wasn't playing it anymore um and yeah, I just love to play so many games in the PlayStation Three. Uh, again, um, and more, more so Sonic Unleashed on the PlayStation Three because I only played it on PlayStation Two, and that that was uh, that was fun. But it looks amazing on PlayStation Three. Like it looks amazing, and that's the best Sonic game I've ever played in my life. That I I absolutely love that game so much. Um, just the story and just the yeah, just the different like uh direction it goes into. Like you like you never expect you never know where um some of these Sonic games go in a good in a in a good in a good or bad sense. But um yeah that, that was that game is really cool. Um yeah, I love that game a lot. Um but yeah, you play you, like uh at when when the moon uh I mean when it was night, um yeah, when the moon came out, the moon came out at night. Yeah, Sonic would uh Sonic would turn into a wolf, like a wolf, wolf hedgehog, wolf hog, um. Because of uh. His fight with Eggman in the first in the first uh. In the first scene uh of in the first instance of the game that happened that like that went wrong, um he ends up getting these weird powers. Um, where he turns into a wolf hedgehog or whatever, 
and then you play as him half the game and then you play as regular Sonic, you know, running, running through, through robots that hunt like a million miles an hour um, and turning into a ball and jumping on them, you know, the regular Sonic stuff. And um, yeah, it was just really cool. It's just really cool. It just, I think it was just a really well, well-made game, really fun game. Um, I like that a lot. And I also play, I also play this, po- this Pac-Man, um, this like updated like Pac-Man with like, uh, just more colors. That's that's my <laughs> that was my main that was my that's my main takeaway from that. There's just so many colors and like um, it's just sa- it's the same like the same way Pac-Man works like the game. You, you get the you, you get all the dots and there's four dots on each corner. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was such a long time ago. I don't remember that. I really don't remember playing that as much. And and off and I play a lot. I played a lot of racing games as a uh, as a kid especially. Um, Need for Speed was my go-to. I started out with Forza, 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 like Forza One, like no, yeah, literally the first Forza. It wasn't even Forza One; it was Forza Motorsport. Um, which what I, I don't think that was the greatest idea because I didn't. I um, I never I never played those for a long time, a long period of time because it was a simul. It, it was really a simulation racer. Um, but I did, I love the music, like just the instrumentals. Um, it was just like, it was kind of like chill rock music, um, like chill background rock music. And it was just, it was so calming. Like it was, it, it did, it kind of did make you want to play the game because uh, it put you in the right mindset, you know, to, to drive, to drive like a normal person. Uh, if that makes any sense, like you're, like you're, like you're going on the road, but you know, racing people. Um, so yeah, I, so that was, I think that's the best part of Forza Motorsport, uh, the music. Because uh, it, yeah, kind of did make you, it, I, for me, it made me want to just drive the cars for sure. And now I'm playing, uh, I came full circle, I'm playing Forza Horizon. And I, I really, I want to drive every car and like learn every car. Um, and I, I could see myself being up until, um, super late. Like, I don't even know. Um, I'm playing that, I'm playing that game. Um, cause, uh, yeah, it's so, it's just really fun. And, um, I mean, I drive now, so that helps too, but, uh, it's very, it's very, it's like, uh, realistic, uh, in terms of the handling, I feel like. Um, I just, I wish I had, um, I'd love to get a, um, you know, the, like a whole setup, like a, a steering wheel kit and that whole thing for, for driving games, especially is that, that would definitely help me, um, just feel more, uh, like I'm driving the car. Um, and yeah, controllers, like controllers are fine, but. I think that's another thing that uh, is probably a negative about me, like knowing how to drive, like how to drive and like having driven uh, multiple times is that like, I, I probably do better with that, with that steering wheel kit than I would with the controller. Cause it just doesn't, it really doesn't feel the same to be honest. Like it, it doesn't. So, but yeah, I, I love, I love racing games regardless. Um, me and my friend Riley started playing. Um, I, well, 
we used to play uh, F1 a lot, um, more so in the in the fall, last fall. Um, and that and that had us, um, we were both the same way, like that would have us wired, like locked in because you really couldn't not pay attention for any period of time or else you, uh, ew, what is that? Because um, these cars are moving so fast and like, um, those are the fastest machines on, on the planet, like uh, driving machines on the planet. Um, and that's a really, yeah, the F1 games are really fun because those, those things move. And the handling's amazing. The handling is absolutely amazing. Like you just have to be in control of your, of the vehicle, which, um, which is why you have to be so alert um, all the time when you're playing that game. Um, so I don't recommend, I don't recommend playing that at night. Yeah, that was a bad tackle. You know that was a bad tackle. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't recommend playing F1 at night because he won't play that. He won't play that all night. No, yeah, no, no rap crap. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna go clean up the kitchen. I guess I cooked some pasta tonight, and it was absolutely delicious. But I don't know. It's not for me because uh, I mean it's good, but I I'm not. Um, so I made it with sausage, um, three quarters. I'm not gonna give you the recipe. I'm just gonna say what it was. But it was like it's basically cheese. So I was, okay, so it was, it was pasta and Italian sauce, sausage, and some, you know, and some, like, seasoning stuff, like, heavy cream, uh, granny mustard, red, uh, red, red pepper, crushed red pepper, yeah, crushed red pepper and basil on the, on the pasta, um, it was good, like, the, the pasta's awesome, but it, I, I don't know, I guess I'm not crazy about sausage, um, yeah, like, yeah, that, that much, because, yeah, I just don't like, uh like not the not the yeah just the taste of the sausage i'm not crazy about the taste of the sausage i will eat it don't get me wrong but yeah it's not 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 uh probably won't be my favorite that i end up making but yeah i'm gonna do that because i am lazy and i will for i will feel like sitting down for a long period of time so